This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. For many of us, 2020 took a toll on our bodies and our minds. It was a year of reckoning for social and racial issues as a deadly global pandemic unfolded. And that's when Andrew Smith and Tristan Lewis came up with the idea of creating a restorative space in Chicago, specifically for black men, called The Healing. It started as one class, then weekly yoga sessions, and now a nonprofit on a mission to change the narrative around black male vulnerability and mental health. And they both join us now to tell us more about the group. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for being here. Hi, Tristan. Great to have you on. Hey, good afternoon, Sasha. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Tristan, how about you take us back to 2020? What was that time like for you? Yeah, so, you know, 2020, um, you know, I think it was a lot of things, but I think it was summed up uh, just by a lot of tension. You know, as the year started, uh, we all lost NBA legend Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Months later, we experienced the uh, global shutdown due to the pandemic. Um, And then, you know, all the social unrest that was happening in the country with the death of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. So, you know, it was uh, a lot of tension in the air and also just being isolated. Um, I think we were all kind of experiencing our own micro traumas during that time. Yeah, it was one thing after another, for sure. Um, Andrew, how about you? What was it like? Uh, 2020 uh, started off great for me. Um, Work was going well. Um, And then, like Tristan said, Kobe Bryant's fatal passing happened. And that's something that hit me personally really hard. He was um, one of my, you know, idols. I'm a huge basketball player and fan, and that really, you know, took a toll on me. Um, Then when we got into lockdown, you know, I went through a breakup um, and was dealing with all the social unrest that was happening, you know, throughout our city and in the country. And, you know, it just became, you know, a very uh, difficult time for me and, you know, felt very heavy. And, Andrew, you you both noticed that the uh, effect of these events wasn't just happening to you. It was also happening to your peers, right? And so you approached a yoga instructor. You held a class for like 20 or so black men. Tell us how that went. Yeah, Sasha, that was was a great time for us. Um, You know, Tristan had an incredible idea to kind of settle our uh, settle our spirits, settle our minds, and instead of working out, do something that was more of an active rest. Um, I'm connected to a few different yoga practitioners, so I reached out to one and asked, the, asked her if uh, she would be willing to lead us in a session. And she was ecstatic to, to know the direction of this session, um, knowing that it was going to be all black males um, who were engaging in yoga, some for most, uh, for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So you were connected to this practitioner, Andrew. Had you done yoga before yourself? Uh, I had done yoga probably once or twice um, in the off-season just as a way to kind of just stretch my body out um, while I was playing collegiate basketball. So um, definitely was not a practice of mine, but I did know, um, as Tristan knew as well, that there were some you know benefits from a mental standpoint. How about you, Tristan? Yeah, so my, my experience with yoga is, is similar to Andrew. Um, I've, I've gone to a class once or twice, um, but that was years ago. But I've always heard of the benefits of the practice, which spurred my curiosity and, and, and was the reason I presented it to the guys. Well, after this initial class, when did you guys realize, Tristan, that this would be more than a one-time thing? Yeah, so... Our intent was to do a one-time thing, and I think it was immediate. You know, I think the response that we got 
uh, directly after our class um, made Andrew and I realize that we had something special. And the comments that we got from the guys were very similar. A lot of the guys came up to us and, you know, thanked us for holding the space. And the remarks that they gave us were very similar in the sense that they said, I didn't realize this is something um, that I needed, meaning the yoga, the community, um, and just to take a break and to tap into their, their mental. Well, you started off the conversation, Tristan, by sort of reminding us of the heaviness that, that came with 2020 and pretty early on. So after that first or second time yourself trying yoga, how did that feel for you? Yeah, so after the first or second time of, of doing yoga, um, you know, it definitely was a release. You know, I definitely felt great uh, to be in a space where we could have some community, you know, after being in lockdown for several months. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of my wife, I didn't really have those touch points with other men. So it was great to, to be in a shared space with men who were experienced the shared experience. Um, but I would also say, too, like, it was fun. You know, I think... Um, for a lot of us, as Andrew said, it was our first time approaching the practice. Um, and while we did take it pretty serious, um, as you could imagine, some of the yoga poses were, were challenging, right? So, <laughs> yes. you know, I think we were all like... There's a bit of a learning curve there. Each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, as the classes grew, you, um, you started to invite therapists to offer support to the men that came out. Tristan, what kind of issues were brought up in those conversations? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a variety of issues, as you can imagine. Um, you know, I'll start with the pandemic. Um, you know, several several of the guys in our community um, had either had COVID or had family members uh, that they lost to COVID. Um, so, you know, just trying to navigate the grieving process during that period, um, you know, were some of the issues that we noticed. Um, outside of that, uh, a few of the guys had family members who had, you know, gotten diagnosed with, um, some serious illnesses. You know, one guy in particular, his mother um, was diagnosed with breast cancer, and mm-hmm. she lived in Virginia. Um, and during the time, you know, he couldn't travel from Chicago to Virginia to be with his mother to support. Um, and I would just say, in, in general, you know, a lot of we had a, we got a mixed group. Some of the guys were in relationships, and as Drew mentioned, uh, some of the guys were single. So you can just imagine the mm-hmm. anxiety and, and depression that was kind of brought about just being isolated. You know, so those are those are yeah. definitely some of the issues that we noticed. Well, Andrew, I'll get you way in here and I want you to really help us understand the gravity. Right. What stigmas have you come across around black men being vulnerable or just yeah. what it means to be a black man in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for being a black man and being a man in general, um, I think that the stigma is that you need to be strong, you know, that your strength is found in. You know, you holding stuff in. When something is bothering you, you don't necessarily talk about it. And what Tristan and I have found and we've been able to um, be the conduits to cultivate throughout the healing and the men who are a part of it is opportunity to have conversations, opportunity to drop your guard down, be vulnerable, be transparent. And as these conversations have occurred, um, both in a group setting, one-on-one or a small group, we've really seen guys uh, start to heal. We've seen guys be able to um, really uh, have, a, have a release that, that, that was needed. You know, um, we, we recently just had a, uh, one of our brothers who came to us with an issue that he was facing, and 
the release that he got after expressing and talking through the situation mm -hmm. was incredible. And for me, it's just such a blessing to be around um, and to be able to uh, have this type of impact and, and to create space for these conversations to occur. Being vulnerable as a, a black man, Andrew, isn't easy, is it? It's not. It's not. I mean, we, I mean, we, we feel so many different things, and the fact that we can't release them is, is, is very difficult, you know, or the, the, the fact that we feel that we can't release them is difficult. Yeah. And I know that just talking through stuff now, <laughs> how much better it makes me feel, you know, and especially when you're doing that with somebody that you trust. Tristan and I have regular check-ins with each other, and we're very transparent. We're very vulnerable. Um, I would tell you that nothing is really left off the table. And it's because we have this relational equity. And it's because I know when I come to him, number one, it's going to stay between him and I. But two, I know that he's going to be able to either give me advice or give me some support. And that makes me comforting, uh, comfortable talking with him. Mm -hmm. And it, it just feels good just to be able to have that release and not keep those emotions or those feelings or those situations bottled inside. Tristan, were there any stereotypes that you had to break down for yourself? Um, yes, yes. You know, I, I think, um, you know, some of the stereotypes uh, that we had to break down, and, and I would say from a broader standpoint, um, you know, were the barriers of uh, saying yes to counseling um, and just really being open and honest about where you're at emotionally. Um, and, you know, I feel like Andrew and I, based on our relationship and how we related to some of the other guys, we were able to help uh, normalize conversations around therapy and, and, and an example of that you know uh when you when you think about our relationship as black men to the mental health space um i think there it's it's a very taboo conversation you know it's something that i feel like generationally we've shot away from but i think just us being bold enough to share like okay i go to a therapist when i'm feeling this way in our group chat mm -hmm. it got other guys curious and we started to see something amazing happen Weeks after we started the yoga session in our group chat, multiple guys started texting in the thread asking, hey, uh, Tristan, I know you go to a therapist. I'm looking for someone. Do you have a recommendation? Nice. Um, and after a few months, we realized that uh, we started kind of socializing some of the same therapists in our group chat. So it was just awesome to see that guys are saying yes to their healing journey, overcoming some of those stigmas, um, and, and, and really doing the work for themselves. You are both relatively new to yoga, as we've talked about, but you're now studying to become yoga instructors. What does it take to get certified, Tristan? Yeah, so to, to get certified, um, you know, there's definitely a cost associated uh, with that, um, which can range depending on uh, the school of practice that you subscribe to. Um, and then you commit 200 hours um, towards the practice. Um, so, uh, my my, my uh, practice starts in April. Um, I'm I'm awaiting to see what the curriculum is going to be like, but mm -hmm. I'm super excited to enter this space. You know, just kind of doing some research. Um, you know, in regards to representation, uh, less than five percent um, of yogis are black males. You know, and you know, just kind of hearing feedback from the other guys, even guys who don't practice yoga, that's that's been pretty much like their biggest sticking point from actually entering the space before we started the healing. You know, I think it's important to be able to have representation, to be able to go into a yoga studio, just like a therapist, mm -hmm. with someone who has a shared background, a shared experience. And as you know, 
yoga is very affirmational. You know, some of the talk tracks in yoga are very personalized. And I'm excited. I'm excited to be present in that space um, and, and be available to everyone, but specifically to be able to serve black men. Andrew, your nonprofit also has a wellness fund. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, our, our wellness fund um, spans a couple different ways. You know, we really want to pour into black men, of course, uh, but we also want to pour into the youth. Um, and we, you know, one of the main things that Tristan and I really strive to do um, with the youth around the city is to teach them early what we learned late. And because we came into this practice of, you know, even prioritizing our mental health so late. Um, but through that, you know, our, our efforts are to um, offer counseling services, um, offer a yoga free of charge, and to develop conversations around mental health that leads uh, people to begin or to continue their healing journey. Well, Tristan, what's your ultimate hope for the healing, your, your yoga space? Yeah, um, our ultimate hope for the healing is that we're able to go deeper and wider um, in the city of Chicago and impact more men, you know, and, and, and hopefully we can, as Andrew said, help aid more men in their own personal healing journey. Um, and I would say on a broader level, you know, we're, we're looking to have, an, have a, a, a national impact and hopefully we can be on the forefront of normalizing uh, the conversation around wellness and mental health for black men. And uh, you've got an event later this month. Can you give us the details on that, Tristan? Yeah, so we have an event. Um, it's coming up uh, on the 27th of February. Um, it's going to be a, a streamed live yoga event. Um, if you're looking for details on how to be active in that, you can go to thehealingshy.com. Um, we'll have signups there. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to be able to roll this virtual offering out to anyone who wants to participate. And if folks want to learn more about the work that you're doing, is that the same place to go, Andrew? Yeah, yep. So you can uh, visit www.thehealingshy.org. That's Andrew Smith and Tristan Lewis. They are co-founders of The Healing. Now, the nonprofit has a virtual yoga session later this month. You can find more information at thehealingshy.com. And shy, of course, is spelled C-H-I. Thank you both for your time. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.